Hello and welcome to Hot Topics Live. I'm Peter Stjanovic, editor of hottopics.ht and this is the third episode of our Feature Work series in partnership with Okta. Okta protects you from top to bottom, whether you're on the cloud, on-premise, deploying new systems or integrating with others, Okta's vision is to allow any company to adopt any technology. Now, in this third episode, my interviewee is Cathy Mulligan, VP and Chief Technology Officer of North and West Europe for Fujitsu. She also wears many other hats as a technology leader at Imperial College London, UCL and World Economic Forum. How are her and her team at Fujitsu coping under lockdown and the changes that has been wrought? And furthermore, as a technology leader, what is she focusing on in the future to allow her company and her team to thrive? in the future of work. Cathy, thank you so much for joining me today um, for this Future of Work episode. Um, Can we begin by just asking how you're personally adapted to the changes over the last um, several weeks, um, work, remote working, etc.? Yeah, sure. As a, an, a, an engineer and someone who's been working uh, sort of in digital technologies for a long, very long period of time, to be honest, remote working is not such a big shock for me. Um, I think one of the the um, biggest changes was actually having to teach online. So I, I teach a, an elective uh, called Digital Transformation and learning how to do that online was a little bit different. So the pedagogy and the approach of teaching uh, was very, very different, but it was also a lot of fun. Uh, and actually the students ended up really enjoying it. Um, you know, had to really think very clearly about how to create an immersive experience. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, most uh, engineering companies, most technology companies are very, very uh, used to working remotely. I will say, you know, obviously things like uh, sitting on a video screen all day, every day is, uh, uh, I'm sure you're aware, can be a little bit draining. And I think uh, it's not brilliant for the eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And Kathy, you mentioned that you wear many different hats, not just your role at Fujitsu. If I may, you know, you're at Imperial College London as a a visiting researcher. You're a fellow at the World Economic Forum from a a blockchain perspective. Um, You're a panel member, I think, for the Institution of Engineering and Technology. Um, And and finally, you're at at UCL as a a similar uh, CTA position too. So there's many different um, things that you have to do. But for now, and I would like to cover all of them if, if I may, but for now, if we focus on the Fujitsu, element. Um, Do you think your team would agree with you on that um, part that working remotely is just part of who you are and part of your function? Yeah, so I think obviously there's different types of teams within very large companies. So, um, you know, and and huge and pretty much Herculean efforts have been made to ensure that our customers are able uh, to continue their business and their operations. And, uh, you know, the the frontline staff there have done pretty uh, incredible work and pretty amazing work, to be honest. Um, But, you know, for for the people who work in uh, my sort of role, I think we're quite used to working remotely. Uh, We're a global company, so a lot of our meetings were already done remotely. Um, for example. So we interact a lot with Japan, we interact interact a lot with Oceania, Asia, uh, and also Germany. So, you know, that is obviously something that you you use remote technologies to work on. I would think probably that there's, in in terms of how to keep spirit up, you know, there's less of the spontaneous sort of just spontaneous interactions that you would have in an office, just seeing someone as you walk past, catch a coffee with somebody and that, and that spontaneity I think is is the biggest problem when you are stuck uh, working uh, you know remotely. 
Absolutely. You touched on a good point. You may well be experienced with remote working um, as a way of doing business, but actually the context under lockdown is psychologically quite different. Um, within that context, how are you guys coping? You mentioned you've got a global aspect to your role, especially. So you've got different um, challenges that are not just in aligning your own team, but aligning different countries, different lockdown measures, different ways of applying that um, to their work. I mean, how are you coping with that? Well, actually, um, it, it's been quite interesting. And I think what, what I've noticed is, uh, in particular with, uh, for example, German colleagues, we, we tend to joke more about one another's culture uh, because there's, you know, different ways to have fun, I would say, in, in the office environment, different things to laugh at, etc., etc. So I, I think it's uh, it can, uh, you know, exacerbate or exacerbate uh, um, uh, cultural differences occasionally, but it also can bring to the fore and force that discussion, uh, which could also be uh, very beneficial as well. I think, it, you know, it, you, you are right. It is a very different psychological experience uh, to be working from home constantly. Uh, I'm extremely lucky. I, you know, I have had a, a working home office uh, for many years, actually, um, and it's set up in a way that is really conducive for me to work. I actually really enjoy being here. Um, and, you know, I don't have small children, so it's not that kind of constant, uh, uh, you know, being called away to, to do other things, which I think many other people obviously will, will face. I suppose as a technology leader, um, what are your main focus foci on from a team aspect? We hear a lot about productivity. We hear a lot about the importance of agility, especially in today's context. And also, we also hear a lot about the security aspect of it with a remote team workforce, more tech points to attack on. Um, all of those combined are vital, but what's your main focus? As a technology leader, I think the main focus actually ironically has to be people and uh, helping people, you know, from a human-centric perspective, understand how to engage properly with these technologies. Obviously, productivity is an important point, but I think also employee contribution. You know, to be an engaged employee, you must feel like you've contributed. So understanding how to create those um, interactions digitally is something that I think is really important as well. So people feel not just that they have the capability, but they have the ability to contribute to the workplace in the same way that they used to. Security, obviously, is a huge um, issue. Uh, you know, in Fujitsu, we have an extremely good uh, security team who are working pretty much 24-7 to understand the new uh, attacks that are coming in and ensure that both, you know, Fujitsu and our customers are, are prepared for those. Do you find it um, an interesting development that the CTA or CI or the tech lead in an organisation also has to have that um, pastoral care element to their remit now? Or has that always been the case and we just haven't really focused on it as an industry? You know, I think what's really interesting, and I think there's been a shift in digital technology. So, you know, I've been in the industry for about 25 years. Uh, pretty much prior to some of the newer technologies, for example, on mobile phones or, uh, you know, sort of very data-enabled ones that are done via the web, I think what we saw was... Technology was very much a bunch of boxes that you put into a room, you ran, you had very experienced people who would run those servers, run your networks, etc, etc, and they had to be technically extremely skilled. Technology in today's world is about something completely different, right? So we, we've got the base underlying communications infrastructure, we've got the base data infrastructure, really. 
What it is about now is enacting and enabling human beings to do their jobs better, more efficiently, more effectively, and hopefully in a little bit more of a fun way. Um, to be honest, I think people often talk about productivity when it comes to digital technologies, but we forget that actually when we're talking about productivity in the workplace, it's really a social event. Uh, work is a, the biggest social event that you will engage in on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, and it should be a little bit of fun as well. So I, I think the, the embeddedness or how much technology has sort of become part of our day-to-day -day lives, not just in companies, but also in society, means that that pastoral care aspect does really come to the fore as a technology leader. So, you know, are our devices enabling people to have more flexibility or are they feeling like they have to work 24 hours a day? You know, these kind of things are important to ensure that your employees are engaged and effective. Interesting. And you mentioned previously about your security team working almost 24-7 on this. How, what else has been happening uh, as a direct consequence um, of the, the past uh, two to three months? Um, how are your teams, what are you focusing on in terms of product services? Have you had to change or amend anything, um, pivot, um, for want of a better word, um, and why? I think what really has happened, uh, to be honest, is, you know, and I think a lot of people have, have said this, We've gone through a number of years of digital transformation in approximately three months. So where previously we would, you know, have conversations where people would talk about the potential of, you know, call centres working or operating from home, it happened within three days in some industries. Um, so things that previously had been thought of as completely and utterly impossible, as in I would let my call centre staff work from home, uh, <laughs> suddenly became completely possible. Uh, not just possible, necessary. And I think the other interesting flow-on effect from that has been that many employers have realised they can trust their staff to work from home. I think there was an element of, uh, oh, I need to see my staff every day in order to ensure that they're doing their jobs. And I think what's happened, uh, you know, what we can definitely see over the last three months is employers have realised, actually, my employees will do their jobs pretty well remotely. Um, and actually, they, some of them will appreciate the flexibility more. I think the, the other thing that has really happened is we, we're starting to get a real understanding for the need for hybrid um, engagement around workplace, workspace, for example. So we need to have... Um, you, know, you will more than likely have workforces, some that will be remote, some will be on site, some will be socially um, uh, restricted in, in terms of what they could normally do. And understanding how digital can enable those workflows to continue to operate is really vitally important. So I think those are the things we're seeing changing much faster, much faster pace of uh, transformation. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to ask actually what you plan to do next, knowing um, what the past two months offered, but you mentioned hybrid there, which is fascinating. How do you plan to implement not just a flexible or um, uh, reactive workforce, but actually one that is hybrid too, in the sense that you just mentioned, and make sure that they all have the same experience despite their change of location? And, and that is probably one of the, the biggest challenges that we're, we're thinking through and working on at the moment. Uh, so, uh, to be honest, uh, that is an open question. Um, I don't think many people really thought we would enter this kind of hybrid sort of system uh, you know, in this fashion. Uh, but, you know, from a technical perspective, we look at, you can look at things like zero-touch networks. 
or uh, you know the, those kind of things that would help automation, but also place uh, you know different types of ac access controls on uh, end users. And I'm just moving away slightly to um, the other hats that you wear uh, at Imperial UCL um, World Economic Forum. If I apply the same questions to you about those, would the conversational answers change? Is every sector facing the same challenges um, or is it sector specific? I think, um, you know, I can't, I'm, I'm an honorary researcher at UCL, so I, I can't really speak on behalf of uh, the entire institution. Um, but what I would say is that what I'm seeing is every sector uh, is, uh, facing the same challenges, but the responses across each sector is going to be different. So, for example, if you are lecturing, uh, you know, you need remote connectivity, but you also need an experience that is two-way and immersive. So, you know, uh, teaching is not just about standing up and giving a lecture. It's about ensuring that people are engaged in the, in the learning process. Uh, they feel comfortable in that process and they are able to actually immerse themselves in the learning. You know, learning is about doing. It's not about uh, just sitting back and passively receiving. Um, and, and so in understanding how to build those type of solutions will be critical, I think, for um, education systems, for example. If you look at other industries, they have the same problems of distance, but they will have different responses to it. So, for example, uh, you know, retail would have a very different response to the education system. Same problem, different context. That's what I would sort of think. <laughs> um, has anything specifically surprised you um, about working from home, about the scenario we're all in and how either you've reacted from your leadership style or maybe how your team um, has adapted um, at all? I will say I was really surprised by how engaged students were um, in the teaching process. One of my biggest worries about teaching remotely was they're going to be sitting there surfing the internet, you know, because uh, uh, there's only so much interest you can put into a lecture, let's be honest. And uh, if you have a lot of distraction, you know, if someone's in a lecture theatre, you can probably sort of engage with them and sort of try and pull them back back in uh, to, to something that they're interested in. Uh, I was really surprised that actually the level of engagement, interest and enthusiasm um, from, from students actually was incredible. Um, I'm really, really happy to, to see it. And I think some of the projects they did were actually significantly better than the ones taught in lecture theatres. So uh, maybe we do it permanently like that. I don't know. Um, so, you know, I think that that was something that really, really surprised me. I think the other thing that surprised me is uh, really, to be honest, um, how uh, long it took me to realise that this was uh, this was actually uh, lockdown rather than enjoyable. I really thought I'd be struggling within a week. Um, but, you know, good engagement uh, with different parts of uh, Fujitsu means that I, I haven't really felt that, to be honest. Um, yeah. Although, you know, I am fed up of my own four walls, I will say that. I think everyone's. <laughs> Um, on that note, actually, Kathy, do you have any advice for um, whether it's a technology leader in the same um, position as you or, or, or someone else, um, not just struggling with their own way of working, but actually struggling to manage that team um, effectively along those productive, agile and secure parameters we've mentioned? 
Yeah, I, I think it comes back to this idea that work is really, you know, it's a social thing as much as it is a productivity thing. Uh, and I think when we're in a, a physical environment, I think it's very easy for leaders to remember that and engage, you know, in that way with other people. Uh, and I think remembering the, the pastoral care piece, as, as you mentioned, is, is critically important. But also thinking through how to create moments of spontaneity uh, using digital technology so it's a little bit harder if you are scheduling you know your coffee coffee meetups which a lot of companies are doing uh, um, and and one of uh, one of my uh, uh, colleagues has, has got a great um, uh, idea she runs a quiz uh, basically every lunchtime for those who want to join in and it's really you know fun and and, and a bit silly uh, which you know allows people's personalities to come out a bit more um, and, and I think, you know, obviously the, the most technology leaders, I think, probably have a good understanding of the technology, to be honest. Uh, but it's remembering how to be human centric. Uh, and also, even if we are using digital technologies a lot more, I think it means we have to also think a little bit more carefully about privacy, about identity, about security and about trust. Um, because if we, you know, abuse the digital technologies too much, then employers, customers, everybody will sort of lose lose trust in that technology. So I think there's a very fine balance between those two two things. So and finally, Kathy, you are spread over many different um, roles, looking at different technologies. Um, the, the the context we're in doesn't really allow much time for future gazing past a certain number of months but if you were to look if you were to think about a technology that's exciting you if you had the capacity to to play out the vision what are you most excited about and in, in investing your time in uh, right now um, for the future of work well okay so there's two things i'm kind of excited about one is very future looking and one is sort of more uh, near near term uh i think this this concept of data marketplaces uh, and the the correct and useful useful management of data within uh, enterprise con uh, contexts is going to be massively useful it's also going to help us uh drive uh, you know the hybrid working environment that i was talking about before as long as we do that in a privacy preserving and trust enhancing way um, and the other one that I think uh, is going to be really, really interesting is uh, remote uh, remote um, conferencing facilities or remote meetings that would be done, I don't know, by hologram or by other sort of advanced technologies like that. Uh, you know, there's uh, lots of conferences that have had to basically shut down as a result and uh, attending conferences online you know, it's kind of soul destroying, if, I, if I'm honest. So, uh, you know, if there is a way to use virtual reality, augmented reality, uh, and even um, holograms in order to, uh, you know, enable that interaction in a different way, I think that would be extremely cool. Uh, it would also probably reduce the amount of flights uh, everyone needs to take in, in the long term. So, yeah, those are the things I'm really kind of excited about. Well, listen, thank you. That's all we've got time for. But thank you so much for joining us, Cathy, on this Future of Work episode. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much to Cathy for that fascinating interview. We managed to pack a lot in 20 minutes. Um, join us for the next episode of the Future of Work series in the next couple of weeks. Hoping to see you there. Thank you very much. Music.